You're listening to Faith at Work, brought to you by LymeRevive.org. Information and healing for Lyme disease. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant here with Marcus Bullock, CEO of FlickShop. Thanks for joining us, Marcus. Thank you so much for having me, Carl. So, Marcus, you had quite a journey in your work life. Um, you're running FlickShop, high-profile company in this area, but it's been a journey to get there. Tell us about it. You know, it's I'm so blessed to be able to be here. It's been an awesome journey. Running one of the mobile applications that connects families back to prisons has been interesting because I learned that while I'm very familiar with the space, there's so many people who just don't understand the surroundings around going to prison, what happens in prison, and why it's important to keep the family connectivity together. How did you come up with the idea? You know, it's interesting. I went to prison when I was 15 years old. It was about a week after my 15th birthday. I made a mistake. I stole a car from someone. Um, One of the worst decisions I've ever made. I was a kid and I didn't even realize what was happening when that decision that I made landed me in front of a judge. Uh, Listening to him sentenced me to spend eight years in adult maximum prisons just a few weeks after I made that that, that choice. So our listeners aren't going to necessarily know what FlickShop does. So I, I think of it as the Instagram for inmates. How would you describe it? Yeah, you know what? So it's interesting because uh, that's what we're famously known for now, uh, the Instagram for prisons, like how we're sharing pictures with people in prison. Now, let me explain to you. The interesting thing about prison, I don't know if I want to call it interesting, but in prison, there's no internet. So there's no Facebook or any Instagram or Snapchat, emailing, texting, all of the methods of communication that we're accustomed to out here in the community, they aren't there. But That's the place where you need the most connectivity. It's the place where you need someone to lean on to say, hey, you know what? Brighter days are ahead of you. Uh, 95% of the people in prison are going to come home one day, and we want to ensure that they come home and have a success path that's waiting for them. Uh, So what we did, uh, we built a mobile application uh, to kind of sort of stretch our arms out a little bit further than the internet can do. Our users are able to take a picture, add some quick text, press send, and for 99 cents, we take that picture and text and print it on a real tangible postcard, and we ship it to any person in any prison anywhere in the country just to be able to make sure that we're able to get around that barrier of family connectivity in an environment where the internet doesn't exist. Now, when you got out after eight years, did you were you exposed to new world of cell phones and was what had changed over those eight years? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I, you know, before, when I went to, I went to prison in 1996. So it was right at the beginning of the internet. In fact, none of my friends had computers in their home when I left to go, uh, when I left to go to prison. And then when I came home, there was Google, right? And so like now you have these iPhones and, you know, Blackberries and all of this, you know, these methods of communication that I hadn't been accustomed to. When I left, there were pay phones and pagers, you know. So now uh, coming home back into an environment where everything is moving as quickly as the microwave buttons on my in my kitchen, um, it was definitely an adjustment. Now, FlickShop wasn't your first business. You actually became an entrepreneur while in prison. Tell us that story. Yeah, you know, you know, entre- the entrepreneurship journey for me has been has been fun. You know, Flickshop, well, Flickshop is like the third or fourth company that I've started. The first one was in prison, you're right. And I started that company not even realizing that I was starting a business at the time. I really just wanted to try to teach myself how to be employable or be ready for my release when I came home. I mean, remember, 
I went when I went to prison. I mean, it was like a couple of weeks into my tenth grade year in high school, and so um, I didn't really have the experience that was necessary in order to be able to come home and build a sustainable life for myself. Um, that first business was a catalog business that I built in prison, and whoever thought that that was going to be the beginning of what spawned um, what's now one of the the, the fastest growing technologies that's available to these this community. Well, you're being modest. I know that you did so well with that business that you bought your mother a house. And she's proud of you because I met her not too long ago, and that was a real thrill. So, Marcus, tell us about your faith journey. You know, I grew up in the church. My mom, she was a minister. Um, I remember sitting at my mom's trial sermon uh, when I was about 10 years old, and I knew then that that was going to mean that we were going to be in church seven days a week, <laughs> every week. I mean, from choir rehearsal to the ushering practice to um, youth fun night. I mean, we lived inside of the church. And it was interesting because at that time, as a kid, you know, I'm being forced to go. And I really didn't have a relationship with Christ. While I was, you know, I had given my life to Christ and I knew that God exists. I knew that he was there. Um, but I, I didn't understand what seemed to be magic of church. Right. Like I didn't understand, you know, there were people that were speaking tongues and there were people who believed in something that could save them from calamity. And I just couldn't quite understand that. My brain couldn't wrap around it. It wasn't until I went to prison and I felt dark, deep darkness. I mean, I mean, I felt alone. I felt abandoned. I felt like my life was over and I was going to die. And that was when I began to cry out and God began to talk to me and he comforted me and that was the beginning of real relationship. Now, did that happen through reading the Bible or through a Bible study or just prayer? You know, I wish I could say that, you know, it was intentional, but what it really, what really happened, I mean, my mom, she just was adamant about praying for me and on every phone call, when I called her collect, she would pray at the end of the phone call or at the end of the visit, she would pray and she would write me letters and she would tell me to read scriptures and then I got into solitary confinement and, you know, that uh, that uh, that sense of alone that I mean, that when you, you know, you're smelling the sweat off the walls, there's nothing else to do. And if there's nothing else you can get in prison, it's a Bible. And so I would read the Bible and I prayed because I just needed some comfort. I needed to feel like there was life that was after this solitary confinement sentence. Like it was like I was in prison, but I was in prison inside of a prison. In those dark times when you when I felt like inside of my gut, I'm talking about in my chest, deep down inside of me, I knew that this was going to be the end. I had to cling on to something in the, the natural thing that I began to gravitate to was the Bible. And the Holy Spirit would speak to me and he would call me and, 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 and it was easy. It was a very easy transition. And what it did was it gave me a sense of hope and now I had ambition. And then after ambition, it came more prayer. And when my prayer life increased, then my relationship got better. And after that, became the Marcus I am today, I guess. It's interesting. Now that I say it that way. I never explained it that way before. So as you got out and you began to start businesses and you got this newfound faith that you clung to uh, in prison, how have you integrated your faith with your work? You know, it's a seamless integration for me. I, I look at the work that I do as ministry, Carl. I mean... I was blessed to be able to have a mom who loved on me during the roughest time of my life. I mean, it was really, really, really hard. I mean, I, I'm downplaying it when I say it was hard, right? Um, I mean, I grew up inside of maximum security prisons, not a juvenile facility, not, you know, somewhere that's like they call like K-12, 
Camp Cush inside of some federal prison with pool tables. Like it was a really, really rough environment. And I grew up there. Um, now, and because of my mom and her ability to be able to keep me connected that way, now I look at Flick Shop as real ministry. It's a way for me to be able to, one, keep the family members connected and we can practice what Jesus just wanted from all of us, which is to love one another. And, and, and when, I, when I realized that this was something that was a calling on me to do and to do it really, really well, I had to jump all in. And, and now I'm grateful to be able to wear it on my sleeve every single day. I walk into the office and everyone in my office knows it. Like we really are doing ministry here. Now you're invited to speak at some pretty large gatherings. Um, how does that work with your work life? And has it, has it affected your business at all? It has. And, and, and I will say when I was nervous that it would impact the business in a negative way uh, because it's taking so much time away from the actual company and in, in building into the operational, you know, the operational things. Um, what I've learned is that when I say yes to these opportunities um, to go and speak, I mean, I speak around the country in, 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 in large forums, uh, all the way to small, you know, elementary school classrooms. And when I go to speak in, in front of these rooms, what I'm learning is that this really is not me. It's not about me doing something for the business to grow the business, or it's not about the invitation, you know, because, you know, I'm going to get paid for, to be some keynote. What it really is, is it's opportunity to change a narrative around what it's like to, one, be a son of Christ and follow him no matter what it looks like. But also, I have an opportunity to be able to change the narrative in our carnal sense of what someone from my community has been through, what I've been through, looks like as well. We can change the definition of this stuff. And, and I think that this is what real ministry is. So being as visible as you are in the tech community and in front of all these audiences, there's a lot of eyes on you now, Marcus. What is that like? You, 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 people are looking at you. You're the only face of Jesus that these people are going to see. A lot of them don't go to church. Yeah. And uh, and what is that like having to live up to to that standard? It's awesome. I mean, I love it, to be honest. I mean, where, why some shy away from shy away from it? You know, I look at it as a calling on my life. And one, because of it, God is providing all of my needs. He is assuring that every person in my family is healthy. He's taking care of the food on the table and the, 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 the roof over my head. What it does, it, it gives me opportunity to be able to scream that to the mountaintops. Like, I'm grateful, Carl, man. Like, I came from an environment where I, it was, there were so many fingers that were pointed at me that said that I was going to die. I would not make it. And to be able to be here living on this cloud this way, it's a tremendous blessing. And I'm grateful. And if I can just try just to ooze just a any little bit of it out of me into the people that are surrounding me and looking at me toward as 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 a, a goal, um, aspirational goal, then then I've done my job. So, Marcus, I like to ask our guests: Do you think God has a sense of humor? And if He does, have you experienced it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. God has a sense of humor. <laughs> I love God. I tell you. I mean, there are times when I literally have to wake up. And I laugh at some of the things that are happening as, you know, I'll, you know, I'll share something personal with you. Um, as we continue to grow, even in our business, I mean, I love talking about Flick Shop and the business that we're creating here because I think we're making an awesome impact. Even as we grow our business, the things that happen that I know or I, I believe should be happening with our business, whether it be connecting with the right customer or hiring the right personnel or, you know, even meeting the, the right investor to invest in our, invest in our company, um, you know, God has a way of, of showing himself and showing his sense of humor by 
even how he's directing the past of those relationships. Sometimes I feel, you know, I believe that something should go my way and I know it and God gives it to me. He puts it in front of me and I'm excited about it. And then he says, no, Marcus, that's not what I had this for you. And and he'll shift something and, and it, or he'll have an intentional pivot. And I'm like, you know what, Lord, this is you somewhere laughing, saying, ha, 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 ha. this is what you get for planning, Marcus. I'll show you. Well, Marcus, you're, you're always smiling and you're always happy and always in a good mood. I'm sure I'm sure you aren't like that 24-7, but every time I see you, you are. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I want to encourage our listeners to join us on Facebook at Faith at Work Radio. That's www.facebook.com slash Faith at Work Radio. And then please subscribe to our podcast and uh, and listen. We have some interesting guests coming up. And if you are interested in FlickShop, how can they find FlickShop, Marcus? Yeah, you can find us on all of the social channels at FlickShop, that's spelled F-L-I-K-S-H-O-P, the FlickShop. And if you want to get involved or if you have an idea of some ways that you can contribute from your community, shoot us an email at info at FlickShop.com. Thank you. I'm Carl Grant signing off with Marcus Bullock. Yes, I gotta have You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant, brought to you by LimeRevive.org. I gotta have